0: interesting conversation on tap for today really revolving around positioning yourself uh in your marketplace as an expert and this is a new friend that i've met recently his name is howard fletcher say say, say good morning howard good morning good morning how are you jesse i'm good and i guess people could be listening to this at night in the middle of the night when i mean, who knows when but right now it's morning well hello and, hello everyone <laughs> exactly I, I mean who knows when people listen to this all i know is when i first met howard I said, "Do you have like a presentation, a training?" He's like, "No, we're just going to talk." And I said, "You were one of the most interesting people I've met in this industry in a long time, and I just want to ask him questions and let him roll because he truly is. I mean, if anyone knows how to position themselves as an expert, I would say you probably are one of the most qualified people to answer that. Would you agree?"
1: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that's what I love. About I, just, I, you know, I've, I've gotten good at it. I, I'll say that. You know, but mostly it's just from doing. It's not necessarily, I'm always learning. So I'm I'm always hesitant to put the label expert on top of my name.
0: You don't have to, be, but that's what I love about you. Like he's just authentic. He's him and he's incredibly humble. Tell tell people a little bit about your background, just so we can start get a framework. How long you've been in the industry for and, and where did you get started?
1: Well, I've um, been in the industry. It's my 21st year. I started, um, uh, in 2000, uh, in my journey toward real estate, I became licensed in, in uh, 2001, in the beginning of 2001. So I guess this is actually my well okay, 21st year. I guess I'm in my 21st year. I, I don't, I'm in denial about my age. Um, <laughs> I used to have a, I came, I backed into real estate. I think I told you that. I, did, I didn't plan on being a realtor. I wasn't in kindergarten saying, I want to help people sell houses. I um, studied engineering for a while. And that got me into personal training. Don't ask me about that. That was a weird conversion, but I had a personal training company in the nineties. And, um, during the late nineties, one of my clients who is still a realtor who does quite a bit of, uh, volume said, you should get your license. You'd be pretty good at this. Uh, and I pushed back on it for a long time. Uh, I, I think as I told you, I I, I had a relationship with somebody who was a realtor and uh, she was miserable all the time. And it wasn't until I got into this business, I realized that she was miserable because she wasn't very good at it. So uh, that was my first exposure to real estate. And so I didn't want to do it. But anyway, I backed into it, did it, made um, more money in six months than I made with my entire company. uh, personal training company in a year I said well uh Jeff must be right I am pretty good at this and so it's I've been doing it ever since
0: I, I, I love it and and are you still actively selling because I mean you do a lot of things these days so I mean tell us everything you're involved in right now and are you still actively selling real estate
1: well I just I actually I have just joined a a brokerage that's out of Arizona can I can I mention them of course okay. that's a, I, I want people to know the whole okay yeah this yeah just I just joined uh true Realty which is a a brokerage that was started by Sarah Richardson, our CEO, here in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're doing a national expansion now. I live in Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm in the DC metro area. And so I am helping with that recruiting effort as well as selling property. But I took a little time off, a little break from my real estate career to um, do a podcast. And I did a pod, I produced a podcast called barrel tasting with Howard Fletcher and it's a uh, I interviewed winemakers, spirit distillers, and craft brewers in the DC metro area.
0: Okay, so, Virginia. So, so I want to dive into that because um by the way, this is this is a brokerage agnostic podcast. Like that's what, that's why I said you can talk about a company you're with. Like I love the fact that we have a diverse amount of backgrounds, diverse amount of everything here. This is just about good training topics, techniques for the industry. Fantastic. So you took time off to do a barrel time off, a barrel tasting podcast. I'm assuming you love. That part of the like that, like you love that stuff, right? You love distilled spirits. And did, uh, did it end well, up coming back to you I,
1: again? It's going to sound like my significant others steer my life, and that's probably true. My uh, my, my partner now, Joan, uh, I, I didn't drink wine for a long time for, for m- much of my drinking career, and she uh introduced me to um, wine and going to. Vineyards, And I, I fell in love with um, the actual process. It really intrigues me how people make wine and the art of winemaking. I think it was the artistry that really uh, kind of uh, got into my my soul, so to speak. So um, so I started meeting these people and uh, I have a master's in journalism. I have a journalistic background. And so um, and I had an interest in podcasting. I listen to a bunch of podcasts when I work out. And so I said, hey, well, and much like real estate, I said, hey, I, I think I can do this. I will uh, give it a shot. And um, so that's what happened. I started uh, recording these conversations I would have with these winemakers and uh, spirit distillers, and I made a podcast.
0: I, I love it. So, so you had an interest in it. You reached out, you made connections. And did, did it? Did that actually cross over back to the world of real estate at all? Did that do anything for your real estate business?
1: Well. We, I was going to talk about placing putting yourself in the market at positioning yourself as an expert in the marketplace. And the way that played out, as far as our real estate career is concerned, is that people started reaching out to me and talking to me about wine. And many of them, when they just because they considered me an expert, because you must be an expert because you have this podcast. Only experts make podcasts. Right. And so I said, yeah. And I le- did learn a lot about wine and I know a lot about winemaking now after having all these conversations with real experts. And so um, it did help my business quite a lot, uh, as I found out, because people would reach out to me. We would, since I, you know, by that time, I would, had been in the industry about 16 years. So uh, I think any realtor worth their salt, if you talk to them long enough, real estate's going to trickle into that conversation somewhere along the way. And that's what happens with me. And so. Um, yeah, it did help my business. And, and so I did use it to um, supplement my business, to complement my business, to promote my business, as a matter of fact. So so
0: tell, me, so tell me more about that, because this is going to kind of segue into this, how you position yourself as an, as an expert, because you started with something you love. You kind of backdoored into real estate, and then we'll go deeper into how you continue to become you know the, this expert in your marketplace. So how, 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 did I, how did you position yourself? Did you talk about real estate on this podcast, or you truly just talked wine?
1: Well, no. Well, I after a while, I did get some sponsorships. Um, I, I my, my thought was my hope was I would monetize my podcast and then I would just become this mogul. I'd become the Howard Stern of winemaking. But that didn't really come to fruition. But I did get a few uh, sponsors and I learned how to. Develop audio commercials. So I did some things for Loudoun County, where there was a there. Loudoun County, Virginia has a a, has a lot of. uh, They have a wine tour now because there's so many vineyards there. Hmm. Um, their into their wine industry is probably about well, it's two centuries old, but they started making really good wine about 25 years or so ago, and so they promote that a lot. And uh, so I started running commercials for them. I ran a few commercials for a few other um, people in the spirit industry. And so I said, well, I might as well run a few ads for my for my real estate business. So every so often I would do a read for a 30 second read about what I do. And so, yeah, I did use it to promote my business directly. But most of the time. I got in conversations with people because they'd heard my podcast and then during the course of just normal conversation, I would talk about my real estate license, and if they were in the market or if they knew of someone in the market uh, or wanting to sell, I would get in front of them.
0: I I, lo- I love it. So so you happen to be in the area that that they do, they sell a lot of wine, right? It's a a wine area, but Mm -hmm. would you recommend to other agents? So if you're trying to to guide some agents around the country to to duplicate what you've done, would you say, find something they love, find something with an audience, doesn't have to be wine, obviously, but an activity and and just go deep in that? Or when you say position yourself as an expert, do you mean an expert in a non-real estate related topic, in real estate or both?
1: I would say position yourself as somebody who knows something about a particular topic and is willing to share what you know. So again, if you are an expert or if you strive to be an expert in that, great. You know, do do what you need to do. Like I said, like I said, I am the guy who's probably going to stay away from that word to identify myself. However, um, I, my big thing with what I tell agents uh, who are new to the business or whose business hasn't really gotten them where they wanted to go, want to go, I encourage them to just do do something. I used to build my business by networking and going to events, doing a lot of as they say pressing of the flesh and interacting. Um that's a little bit more difficult to do nowadays because of our our the pandemic situation and just the way things have evolved. Um so what do you have to, what do you have left at your disposal? You have social media, you have YouTube, you have podcasts, you have the these things which are virtual networking opportunities. Well, you have to make your, uh, my advice would be make yourself a resource for something in order to develop a conversation. From that conversation, if uh, through practice, you should be able to let people know what business you're in, which is the real estate business. Most agents fail. Now, as you can tell, I've been on the recruiting (laughs) the recruiting tour lately with younger agents. That's why I can, I can speak about this uh, uh, very easily. And, And you probably know this too, Jesse, during the course of my over two decades in the business, I've seen thousands of agents come into the, get their license and be out of the business within 18 months. Oh yeah. Just not do it, not do a deal. And it's not usually, this isn't rocket science, the stuff we do as much as we'd like to believe it is. It's pretty simple principles and you know it's not we're not doing brain surgery the thing the reason people are get out of the business i feel is because they don't have a client and they don't do transactions so why is that because people don't know that they're realtors i know some really good people who have great personality skills who have better connections than i ever had and they can't they don't seem to be able to get clients because they haven't learned how to interject the fact that they sell real estate into the conversation and they'll be happy to help you. And so that, that's why I say position yourself in a, in, in a situation through social media now. But I, if, we been, if we were doing this interview five years ago, I would have said through networking events and other social occasions, uh, as somebody who knows something that people want to talk about. In my case, it turned out to be wine and the production of, of spirit, you know, of alcohol, alcoholic beverages in the, in this area, but you might know a lot about horses. You may know a lot about, you know, dogs or, 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 or real estate, but you know, people might not always want to talk about those things, but if you can become a source of information for something where people want to interact with you, you have an opportunity to then let them know that you can help them in with their real estate needs. So.
0: I I love that Howard. And, And so I've, we've been having a theme of this popping up with guests on this podcast over and over. And I think there's a reason why we'll come to it in a minute, but I'm curious, you referenced Howard Stern. Are you also a fan of Gary Vee? Do you read any of Gary Vee's stuff?
1: I do not. I have to confess. So, so Gary, so Gary
0: Vaynerchuk, it's just, I'm, I'm thinking there's a book I read. I just had to look it up to see how long ago it came out. Actually came out in 2009. It's called Crush It. Uh, why now is the time to cash in on your passion. And it's literally exactly what you're describing in terms of taking something you love. And back then it was like a blog or I don't even know. I don't remember the details of the book. I mean, some of the distribution channels have changed. I don't think he talked about starting a podcast. It's become much easier to do that stuff, but it's the same concepts that like, you're just taking it a lot further and run with it. It's, it's very cool. Um, This is what I wanted to ask you. The reason I think this keeps coming up, I don't see any way that Zillow realtor.com, any of the big portals can out-relationship you when it comes to creating something around an interest or a passion and then aligning and connecting with like-minded people and ended up turning those into real estate transactions. Would you agree with that statement?
1: I, I, I would. I would. I'll put, I I put a little caveat though on it because I, I don't want to, I don't want to give them the highs, but I don't want to push them aside because there's something to be said about the Amazon effect. See, I I have a little retail experience back in my younger days, back in the and so I would be able. I would say to you, hey, and and listen, I was for a summer, I was Al Bundy in women's shoes, which was my first 100 percent commission job. Made a bunch of money. Why? Because I could, you know, talk up uh, the customers and uh, they liked me and they would buy shoes from me. But nowadays, I don't care how much I talk. I I would talk on that shoe floor. Amazon will have me beat. If they know their shoe size and they know what they're what they want now, you know. And so Zillow and the rest of those guys and, and Redfin, some of the other uh, uh, places are trying to replicate that. And they may they may hit it. But I will agree with you that right now, as far as the rapport and the relationship building is concerned, they don't have the ability to do that. Yeah.
0: And and I never knew you used to be Al Bondi in a past. Life. This is really good. We should work in more 90s <laughs> I don't TV leave- and radio references. I think there was a I don't reason. leave these
1: I don't leave with that. That's not on the top of my resume. It's buried at the bottom. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. All right. So, so if someone is is an experienced agent versus a newer agent, would you have them do any different strategy to build their business, or would they do? Would you tell
1: them to do the exact same thing? Uh that I'm doing. I mean, the same thing as you, yeah. I mean, would they the exact take, same the same thing? Yeah, would they take? I well, the same I would say. Well, uh, yes but I'll, but I I would give them this advice as, as well, which I do give as advice. I've, I, this has come with practice. You're speaking to 21 years of real estate, Howard, right now, not three years of real estate, Howard, who watched opportunity fall through his fingertips or not, didn't know how to close Howard. See, that's the thing. But Until I had those times at the on the at the plate, to use my use another metaphor, to use my sports metaphor, till I had some at bats, I didn't know how to recognize the curve when and hit the curveball. Say I did not know how to do that. I had to strike out a couple of times. So that's what I would tell them. I say, yeah, you can do what I'm doing, but you have to be willing to fail, prepared and willing to fail. That's the thing. And that's what I'm. And I think that's like not and not embrace failure. But just know that this is part of the growing process, and that we've all done this. And you're looking at the, the uh, result the the uh, of many failures. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today without those strikeouts. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Now there are times when you can get lucky and watch how someone else swings the bat and how they struck out and say, okay, well, I don't I don't want to do what he or she just did. But many times you got to do it yourself. And so I would say, don't be scared to get out there. And do it. That would be my advice. Yeah. Do what I'm doing. Cause I think that's what's, that's one of the ways you can do, you know, you can get out, you know, position yourself in the market to be a resource, but um, you gotta be, you you know, you, you gotta know that it's going to happen. That's all.
0: I I think that's a really good point though, Howard, which is you've spent the time to develop the skill set to know how to spot opportunity in terms of a, buyer or seller that might not be like a straight out lead where they're like, I want to buy or sell a house. You understand how to create conversations and to find out where the opportunity is. And that's what you're saying that you, anyone could go out and start a podcast. Now you could talk about your interests, but you might be missing out on a ton of these opportunities. How did you get good at recognizing opportunities in a, I don't want to say nonlinear, but like if a yeah. lead comes in, they call you on a property. It's pretty obvious. They want to talk real estate. You're talking to someone about wine. You're having a conversation yet. Somehow real estate comes around. Do you know how to explain that to people? How do you how do you make that happen?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I hate to, I hate to say that, but I mean, if you ask me like what everyone has talents and everyone has what I call superpowers, I, I, I do believe that my superpower is to be able to recognize opportunity early, earlier than most. But with that, <laughs> here, we go, here comes another one with this power, superpower comes a lot of laws you know what I mean? I mean, there there there's a lot of times when I just said this is I see this opportunity here. and I did not know what to do with it. And I failed. And then I witnessed someone else take that same opportunity and win. Maybe because I they saw that I had identified the opportunity and didn't know what the heck I was doing. But that, you know, so I don't know how to. Universally tell somebody okay. how to recognize Opportunity, but, but, but if we do.
0: want if we want to reverse engineer you, Howard, it starts by recognizing the opportunity. That's the first step, yep. and then because I think by trial and error you figured it out. But like what I'm hearing you say is you have that. I thought you were going to say with great power comes great responsibility. I was about way. to, uh, you it. Was about <laughs> but you said with great power comes a lot of loss, which are true because yeah. it starts by recognizing it, and then you develop. What do you do with it once you see it? And that just comes with the time and practice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it comes. It comes with time and practice. But again, you have to be willing to, to use those, you know, try to win every time. And some people are naturals and I've seen a lot of, you know, as many as I just said, the story of woe about all the people I saw fail in the business. I've also witnessed the natural, the folks who come in this business and just go, you know, just are successful from almost day one and they, and they blow up and they keep being successful and that's great. Um, but did you, you just have to be willing to go out there and and, fa- and and be willing to know that this might not work don't not do it because you're you don't want to fail that's 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 what i think mean. don't don't quit before you have the opportunity to fail how, how
0: do you like that <laughs> i love that one <laughs> will, 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 will you say that one more time so we can edit that out and make a little quote or something because I actually, I actually i've never heard that, what, what, I that, I like wait, that
1: don't don't quit before you have the opportunity to fail yeah i like that yeah
0: I, I do. I think, I think it's, I think that is something that most newer agents, even experienced agents oftentimes give up right before they're about to have pretty big success, right? It's as experienced agents, we can watch what they're doing and know it's right around the corner. But yet when you're living in it moment to moment, it feels like this is not working, what's going on. And have you, have you witnessed that in your career a lot?
1: I have, I have, I've, and I've also suffered from it, from it early on in my career to where I Didn't know. Things didn't look like they were going the way I wanted to go. It wanted them to go. So I would like somehow exit the opportunity. I would bail before I failed or gotten an ultimate no, because I didn't want the embarrassment of not myself imposed. Now, no one even cared what I was doing. You know, that's what most people don't (laughs) understand. We're so (laughs) self-involved. We think people are like witnessing what we're doing. They're not even watching us, but I was so, uh, you know, didn't want, to get that, no, that I would, might bail out of it. Whereas the times I saw it through in one, it was great when I saw it through and I got that, no, it was, I got so many lessons from that, that I realized that this is, you don't, you know, it's much more, it's, it's, it's more, more um, valuable for my career growth, for me to continue to just to do it, just to keep going. So. It, it
0: absolutely. Is. We, we got a few minutes left I want to ask a few questions because it's rare that I have a, a, an actual journalist on here who's had, the, had his own podcast I, I know I'm giving a hard time but yeah. no, true, truly so do you have any tips for people if someone's listening going I can start a podcast I can do this like I, I just faked it and kept interviewing people until right. I figured out what I was doing do you have any things that you could actually give as actual tips, guides how does someone yeah. get started?
1: Well, I, I'll tell you about by telling you again the things that I did that you shouldn't do okay you should you should. Now, now it's it's important that people can hear your your podcast and that your the, the audio is good and the production value is the best it can be. But don't get too wrapped up in that. You got to focus on content. And I focused way too much in the beginning on getting these this really great equipment and, you know, making sure everything was the production value was really high. But then not knowing my subject matter when I got to the interview or not knowing anything about the person I was about to speak speak to or speak with and, um, and having a bunch of nothing content. And so I would say, you know, do your homework. You know, if you're going to talk to somebody, find out as much as you can about them. Now, obviously you're asking them questions because there are things you don't know, but know a little bit about them. Don't just go in there and say, I'm going to wing it because I I'm good at having cocktail party conversations because it's not that. So
0: so, so when you do that, because you and I, we had a conversation that first time I met you offline, so I could have an idea of where we were going with this to have a rough outline. Is that what you would do? Would you would you kind of pre-interview someone and kind of get a strategic vision of where you want to take it? Or would it be more loose than
1: that? If that was if that was possible, if that was possible, a lot of these people were very busy, though, doing what they do. So that wasn't always uh, uh, an option. But also many of these people, because they owned businesses, I could find out about their business. And because they have businesses that they are trying to sell their product, they will, if you look up a winery, they will inevitably have an about us page where they're telling you about the history of the winery or what they produce or, you know, it, or if you know what they in the case of the wine, if you know what they produce, the type of wine they produce, learn something about that wine so that if you, your interview subject is not really giving you what you want, you can always ask about the wine. They'll talk about the wine so and, that, and that's what I did
0: i was just gonna say i think that's a key to any interview is if you can get people talking about something they love or enjoy like when when you get talking howard you can see your face lights up you have an energy about you like that's one of the things i appreciate the first time I met you is you've got this really cool presence and this energy if you get people to in a space where they can just be themselves i mean I think you've won would you agree with that?
1: yeah definitely definitely if they if they can relax and forget they're being interviewed You've 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 done you've done half the job over half the job.
0: So so, so back to this uh, the Howard Stern of the wine podcast world. Did, did you have anything like did you have some any racy offensive anything like? Were you going that direction
1: or were just like meeting like the top of no, the? I'm just, no 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 oh no 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 we were, <laughs> it was it was pretty it was pretty classy. I was okay. I was just uh it, I just meant as far as listenership. Okay. You know, I, like, I, I, I saw had that no, being
0: off-brand for you. That felt yeah, yeah. You.
1: XM was not trying to, you know, give me a contract. That, that's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was hoping was going to happen, but that did I love it.
0: Well, don't quit before you have the opportunity to fail, Howard.
1: Yeah, I, I'll remember. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we have it in the chat box. Ju- Ju- Judy yeah. Lee dropped it in the chat box. I appreciate okay. it. All right, we, we, have, we have about three minutes left. Is there anything you didn't cover if for more experienced agents? Any last pieces of advice, things you want to leave someone with, they're like, hey, I really want to make sure you know this.
1: Well, um, I would plug my brokerage if I did, if I did that. I mean, it, but it, as far as your business is concerned, um, just tr- keep trying new things. That's what I would encourage an agent that's been in the business for a while, but and is not looking to leave, you know, you, you this business since I started. I mean, it changes like every three years now, Jesse. You know that. I yeah. mean, when I for the first 10 years of my career, there wasn't the biggest change was a Blackberry. I mean, a Blackberry was and and plain paper facts that was that was, ooh, but now things change so radically that, um, along with these new technologies and things, you can try different things. And don't be scared to try them because uh, you might find something that will ignite your creativity. And so that, Absolutely. that's-
0: Absolutely. And, and, and I, I love that. Uh, I love that by the way you're like, I love to flow my brokerage because guys, this is, he is a, in a salary position for a brokerage, right? He said, so if you're positioning yourself as an expert, you're going to want to tie whatever you're currently working on to you. I would say in this case though, I don't think people join companies. I think people join people. And so if someone's go, if you're going to plug something, it would be how do they connect with Howard? And so if someone wants to connect with Howard, how should they how should they find you? If they want to ask more questions, they want to ask about your podcast.
1: How do they find you? Well, you can find me at my my well, my podcast again, Barrel Tasting with Howard Fletcher is the podcast. My website is HowardFletcher.com with no periods or underscores in between. And my email address, Howard Fletcher at True Realty T-R-U. R e a l t y dot com, and uh, be happy to speak to you about anything, especially real estate and wine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so if you're gonna if you're gonna reach out to him, say hey, when is a good time to grab a glass of wine, virtually? Let's sit and shit chat about real estate. That'd probably be your, your favorite email to receive ever. I would imagine, Howard. Oh, I
1: would love that. I would love that. <laughs> I, I I would love that. I that's one of my favorite things to do. I used to get uh, real quick. I used to get coached early in my career. Um, And um, I don't get coached. I don't pay a coach anymore, but I connect with my colleagues who um, do, you know, it's like steel, sharpen steel type of thing. That's the I love having those conversations with people who do more business than I do so I can learn from them. And that's, I love having those conversations.
0: Well, that's how I got to meet you was actually through Dan Rochon, who's a mm-hmm. new business partner of mine through, through EXP, right? He's uh, right. in Virginia. He knew you and he was like, hey, you got to connect with Howard. Like yeah. Howard is the man. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, well, Dan so.
1: Dan is one of those guys who I uh, bump heads with all the time. So he's good. Yeah. Well, thanks for
0: being here, Howard. This is fun. Uh, guys, if you have questions for Howard, please reach out to him. We'll drop it in the show notes so you can see those links in case of his email and, and the link to his podcast. If you're on live here on the zoom, Lisa's got it. Uh, your barrel tasting podcast. Uh, she dropped the, the website in the zoom chat and we'll post it in the, uh,
1: the Asian power of the Facebook group also. Fantastic. Have a good Thank day guys. You very much. You all have a good day. Oh, this is awesome. Howard. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye guys. Bye.